Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome back to the English with Kirsty podcast and this week we're looking at some things that people do um, that really don't help them to learn a language. So, you know, often people say, well, if you don't put the work in, you won't make any progress. And that's true. But some people work really, really hard and, and they still don't see progress and then they get frustrated. And sometimes that's because they're doing things that are really not helping them. And I want to look at some of the things that people do as language learners um, to explain why they don't work and to um, offer suggestions for alternatives that you can do instead. So there are there are five things I'm going to talk about today. If you'd rather read about this, this is also a blog post that I've written. So I will link that on the show notes page. Um, but I just wanted to, to share with them because I know sometimes people get really kind of disappointed with themselves and really it's not because of lack of effort it's because the things that they're doing may not be the most helpful things that they can do to improve their language learning and some of these things just apply to life in general I'm talking about language learning because I teach English but some of these things that are more um, you can see them in a broader way and they can relate to life as well so if you do want to see the blog post for this you need to go to the show notes page which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 129 because it's episode 129 today um, and also I'm I don't know whether I've talked about this in the past but I also offer a language coaching service so while we're on the subject of talking about you know things that ways to learn methods how you organize yourself that kind of thing so the language coaching isn't about um, teaching. It's not a, a lesson where you learn things um, and, and work on exercises and improve your vocabulary, that kind of thing. I mean, I will give tips if, if, that, if they come up, but it's, it's not about that. It's about how you organize yourself. So the language coaching is more for people who learn on their own. Um, it's cheaper than lessons because it's not actually having a lesson. It's not a regular thing. It's something that you can, um, we talk about what you're doing, where your areas of, of difficulty are, what kind of resources you can use to get over those difficulties. Um, I do have, it's the kind of thing once you've finished this Better English in 2018, you'll also, I'll also be talking about that then, but I just thought I'd give a heads up now because we're talking about how people organize themselves and what they do in their own time. Um, so if you want to find out about the language coaching, it's it's a one-off planning meeting and then later you can come back and touch base again, but it's not a regular thing. Um, and it basically is for people who are learning English and yeah, I guess if you're learning German as well, because I'm not actually teaching German, but I know a lot of resources for German learners. So if you're learning German, you can use this service as well. Um, and it's to help you get better organized, to make better use of your time, to become more productive with your learning so it's not actually learning but it's all about how you as a learner working on your own can make the most make the most of your learning experience so if that's something that interests you then I will also link through to that on the show notes page for today which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast 
slash episode 129. Okay, so these things that people do, and I've done some of them as well, it's not just, oh, people, why do they do that? You know, I've, as a language learner, I've definitely done a couple of these. Um, and I did the first one. So the first one is taking on too much. So people who are really motivated and really want to work hard sometimes have a tendency just to do too much. Um, and I was thinking about times when I'd done it. For example, when I was learning Turkish, I wanted to learn through using podcasts. And that's a really good thing to do to improve your listening skills. But I subscribed to about 15 <laughs> different podcasts. And, and that's in itself, it's not bad because it shows that I'm not just going to settle for the first one I find. The first one might be terrible. So it's good to shop around. Um, but the problem I have is that I then don't unsubscribe from the ones that I'm not enjoying. So once I've found a couple that I really like, I still leave the others. And so my podcast feed is getting really full with more podcasts than I can ever listen to in Turkish. And it feels overwhelming. And the same with, you know, I, I have a couple of blogs and I like to communicate with other bloggers. So I sign up for groups on Facebook for bloggers. And then I had to have a look at them because there was I was subscribed to so many and not really contributing to them. And so it wasn't adding value. So... I think this character trait is a good is good in that it means I, I look around, I, I really see what there is, I want to try out a number of things, but the thing that I forget to do is to unsubscribe from things or to, to leave things if they're not working. And I think there are so many resources out there nowadays that we can be a bit like that with language learning. We we find so much good stuff and we, we buy books and we subscribe to podcasts and YouTube channels and and that's great, but it all needs to be adding value. And sometimes you need a bit of a spring clean because otherwise it feels overwhelming. You've just got too many resources, too many things you could do, and you end up not doing them well because you just feel overwhelmed by the number of things that you have in your library or on your desk. So if you're that kind of person, just be aware that that's sometimes something you need to think about. Otherwise, it could start um, impacting your progress. You, you could start feeling that you're really not getting anywhere. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is choosing inappropriate material. So, I mean, really inappropriate material is bad material, I guess, and material with a lot of mistakes in it, but I'm, I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about thinking about what you want to learn. So, do you want to learn English for work, for example? Do you want to learn conversational English? Do you want to learn to listen to people speaking in English and, and understand them? Um, because if you if you watch English movies, for example, that might be fun, but it probably won't help you with business English if you have to go into meetings and understand, I don't know, financial information or something like that. So it's really trying to tie in the reason for your learning with the materials that you're using for learning. So it can be fun to do other things that have nothing to do with your learning goals. You know, if you want to relax, maybe you do want to watch a movie. Um, and that's still good for your vocabulary it's still good for your spare time but in terms of actually meeting your learning goals that you're working towards what materials are going to help you the most and as well as that you know if you're choosing something that's way too difficult that's it's good to have a challenge but if it's if you're having to look up for every second word then i would suggest that what you're doing is it's possibly too difficult for you at the moment so um you know, don't choose things that are way above your, your language level at the moment. Don't choose things that you're never going to read. I was I was working on a text once and I was thinking, this is, you know, so boring. I'm not actually going to finish this. I don't need it. 
um, it, it would be better to find a text that I'm actually interested in, in terms of improving my vocabula vocabulary and language learning, because if, if you really don't like the text, unless you have to do it for, for school or something, and then you don't get the choice, but if you're looking at things to do in your own time, then find things that are interesting and relevant and are going to help you to, to move forward. Number three, I wrote wasting your time and, and who wastes the time on purpose? You know, you can end up spending more time than you meant to on, on Facebook. You know, you, you go on there to look at something and then two hours later you're still there. I, I don't really mean that. I just mean sometimes people get these ideas, but um, they don't want to miss anything. So they write down every single word that they come across that they don't know. Even though sometimes native speakers have never heard of this word and would need to look it up, they're, they're never going to use it again. Um, and sometimes it's just better to be selective and say, OK, I, I don't know what that word means. I'm never going to remember it and I'm never going to use it again. So who cares? I'm going to focus my attention on those words that are important to me when I want to communicate. Um, so sometimes you should just be, be careful with, you know, which words do you want to learn? Which which um, information do you want to look at online? If you know that a website produces um, information that has mistakes in it if someone's told you that then do you really want to keep using that website because okay everybody makes mistakes once in a while i'm not saying anything has to be perfect but if if somebody's already pointed out to you that there's like a lot of bad grammar on a website or some of the exercises aren't correct then there are so many good resources out there that you know you don't have to you can afford to be choosy with things that you're learning from so that you can find the best resources for you um, and you can waste money too, even on good things. You know, if you're never going to use all the books that you buy, then maybe buy a book, go through it, read it, do the exercises and then buy another one because it goes back to point one about being overwhelmed. You know, you, you may find a certain type of learning isn't the right thing for you. And if you've bought the whole series, um, then you have a problem. You try things out, um, maybe just buy buy one of that type of book or you know try out a different method and see if that works better for you before you commit to buying a, um, a whole course even you know see if the course provider is is someone that you want to work with um, number four is going back to my old topic that I often come back to because it's, it's me about perfectionism unreasonable expectations and this can be both in terms of what you achieve and how long you have to spend on something. You know, if you say, OK, I really want to work on my English. I'm going to set aside three hours a day. If you don't have those three hours a day, then you're going to fail because life will get in the way. If you say I'm going to set aside one and a half hours and you do two or even half an hour and you do one, then you've exceeded your target. You know, make make your targets achievable. And, and your expectations realistic because otherwise you will always be disappointed with yourself and if you're learning in a in an environment where you're always disappointed with yourself that kind of mindset you'll never be happy about the progress you make because the expectations weren't reasonable to start with so i believe you should challenge yourself and you shouldn't make it too easy but at the same time you know don't give yourself a hard time and, and don't set unreasonable expectations or you'll never be able to enjoy the the good things and the progress that you make So, um, yeah, if, if you write a text, for example, 
it, it probably won't be completely perfect. You know, I used to um, proofread texts written by native speakers in, in my old job as communications manager, and I usually found a couple of things every time. So, you know, don't expect there to be no corrections because, you know, that's that's not, um, that doesn't usually happen even with native speakers. Learn from the mistakes. If, if most of it was okay, be happy about that and don't expect the teacher to find nothing to correct or nothing to improve because then you've got nothing to learn. Um, there's always something that we can learn. So, you know, that's just something to think about as well. And the last one, comparing yourself to others. You know, why do we do it? If if you're somebody that is a perfectionist, you'll probably compare yourself to people that have been doing it for far longer than you or that maybe, I don't know, work in that language or have more confidence or I, I don't know. But we always compare ourselves to people that are further down the, the road than us. Um, well, most of the time we do. Sometimes people, people go the other way. But generally, um, in terms of language learning, people always compare themselves to others and think oh why can't I be like that I've done it in language learning groups before and there's somebody that has has been learning the language far longer than I had and I was thinking oh I'll never be like that this person's so good and um, that's not helpful you know compare yourself to you to, to where you were last year last month last week even look at your own progress rather than always looking at someone else and thinking that you'll never be as good as them because that just depresses you and yeah it's good to think oh, I'll be really happy when I can do whatever that person's doing I, I think that's okay but not if you constantly look at them and think oh I'm, I'm not good enough I'll, I'll never be as good as them because that doesn't help you that doesn't help you to, to move on and to learn that just makes you feel sad and if you're feeling sad you're not going to have the motivation to, to carry on and learn so try it's really hard we all do it but try to be aware when you start comparing yourself to someone else and and not to do it to try and focus on something more positive and more measurable like comparing your own progress and what you've what you've learned and, and if you're going to work with somebody on your language learner journey then find somebody that's at a similar stage to you if, if you're working with another learner not somebody who's um who can converse on a level far above yours but somebody who's around the same level and then you can encourage each other you can help each other because you'll you'll both have different strengths um and weaknesses but you know try to find somebody who is around your level or just a bit ahead of you and not miles ahead of you because then it will be more equal and you'll be able to help each other more you know, I often talk about language exchanges, but also someone learning the same language can be a really good study partner. I, I had one a while ago and we were around the same level and we worked together and we, we talked together. We couldn't necessarily correct everything that was wrong when the other person made a mistake, but it was good to, to practice together, to, to read text together and talk about them in the target language. So that's, that's something else you can do. So, um, it's easy to fall into doing these things that I've talked about today, but if you can avoid them, then it will be better for your language learning. So again, if you want to look at this text or to find out more about the language coaching, then you can go to englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 129. Have a great week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed 
this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.